1: everyone and welcome to Armstrong in the Loop podcast. I'm your host Seth Prentice and today I'm honored to be joined by Carol Borden, founder and executive director of Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs. Carol, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. Good morning.
1: Carol, could you give the listeners at home an overview of what Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs does for those in need and how you started this amazing organization?
0: Absolutely. Guardian Angels is a nonprofit organization where we uh, do some rescues, we train, and we donate very highly skilled medical service dogs for people that have permanent vis- uh, disabilities, whether those might be visible or invisible. And this is a lifetime partnership for these folks. Um, the dogs are trained to do tasks for them that they can no longer do for themselves and actually in many cases a caregiver cannot even do for that individual. We started the organization um, 10 years ago. We're actually celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year and this came about through a lot of obedience classes that I was doing for the general public and I saw that for whatever reason, maybe life was just leading me that way. Uh, People would come to me, not just with obedience issues, but maybe they had some minor disabilities that they needed the dog to help them with. So I did just some small things at that time. Then I had a young man come to me that had heard about us, and he was quadriplegic. And so he needed a dog that could do everything, pick up dropped items, bring food and water from the refrigerator, help him transfer from his chair to the bed, um, all sorts of different tasks. And I took that on. And that was really my pivotal moment in life when I watched them work together once I had finished training the dog. And what an extreme life-changing moment for this young man who desperately wanted to live independently and. So I say, wow, there must be something to this service dog stuff. And so I went and researched it. And I found out that there really weren't very many people doing it. There were about 120 organizations at the time. And all put together, still today, we only, uh, all the organizations together, only produce two to 3,000 dogs a year. And we have close to 57 million people in the United States with various disabilities um, that could be helped by service dog skills.
1: Wow, that's incredible. So, yeah, not only is your organization needed, but it's almost, uh, you need more.
0: Exactly. So, and, and that's what we were hoping um, before COVID struck. We um, have been uh, purchasing, we actually bought a piece of land in Pittsburgh, and of course, we have our headquarters in Florida. And uh, we were hoping to expand because not only are there more people that need dogs, um, that number is increasing. Actually, it's gone up by 20% since all of this started with our country in 2020. And we already had a waiting list, it was never less than 100 people on our waiting list at any given time time. So there is a tremendous need as people figure out how remarkable and amazing these dogs are in giving them a life, completing their life, which gives them back their dignity and their independence. It's incredibly important.
1: Well, you know, bravo to you and your team, because I don't think I could ever imagine the amount of lives that uh, you're helping, but it's incredible. And I'm sure when you first started, you never imagined, you know, 10 years later, here you are.
0: You're, you're right. Uh, in fact, those early years are extremely difficult. You know, people don't want to donate. They don't want to give grants, but they want you to prove yourself first. Well, how do you prove yourself um, if you don't have the money to do the work? So we had to be very creative, think outside the box uh, to push it along and make it happen. And I'll never forget, I had only paired about 12 dogs and I, I was You know, really struggling to get donations and so forth because we were so young, so new. No one knew who we were and very few people understood what a service dog actually was. And my mother said to me, you know what, if you don't ever pair another dog, think about all the lives you have already saved. She said, how many people do you know personally that have saved a life? And I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I really, I really don't. And so um, I stuck with it through thick and thin. And we have grown to be one of the premier organizations in the country today, which I'm so very proud of. We have some very sophisticated programs, even that other organizations do not have. And uh, we have now paired over 350 teams in 26 states. So we've grown a lot.
1: Well, 2020 has been a year, as you have stated, and it's one that we couldn't have predicted, uh, even if we tried. So businesses and organizations have all been impacted multiple ways. How has it impacted all of you?
0: Well, um, as the Marines would say, we have to adapt and overcome, uh, because when everything started shutting down in March, uh, we have ongoing rolling numbers where we are doing pairings on a regular schedule. Certain dogs are moving out, more dogs are coming up through the ranks. And all of a sudden, we found ourselves with a surplus of dogs, and we had all these veterans that were waiting for their dog. Um, very, very serious condition for them because the state of the country was also a bad trigger for many of our veterans as well. So things were becoming more and more desperate. uh, And we were overloaded to the gills with dogs that were ready to go And uh, we needed to figure out how do we manage this, this new challenge? So we got creative and we said, you know, many of our recipients have compromised immune systems. The last thing we want them to do is travel across the country to come to our headquarters in Florida to be paired with their dog, but they desperately need their dog. So my trainers packed up vans and they loaded up all the dogs and we drove across the country to other states Uh, actually several in Pennsylvania. We've done several pairings right there for all of our Pennsylvania veterans uh, in that area. And so we've done what we call modified pairings where we come up and spend a week with those folks. We put them up in a hotel there. We pay their their travel expenses always. And um, we continue to work. Plus we have a traveling trainer in that area that's located right there. So she can continue any ongoing work that might be needed. Plus, we have follow-up programs for the lives of our teams anyway. So we do check on our teams quarterly. So that's how we managed to solve the issue, face the challenge, and overcome. Uh, We were able to get these dogs all over the United States to the people who needed them. Uh, And today, I can tell you their lives are immensely better.
1: That's fantastic to hear. And actually I give you uh, a lot of kudos to think of, Hey, why don't we just take this on the road? Because you're right. I never would have expected some of the other things when it comes to it, like the the immune disorders and everything else. So uh, getting the veterans to you actually became a larger problem than what you would think on paper. So that's incredible that you guys were able to do that. Um, Are you seeing a dramatic increase in requests because of this now?
0: We are, we've seen about a 20% increase uh, to our normal, we we typically do receive about forty requests a day for a service dog. Um, we have a whole department that does nothing but field those inquiries. Now, not everyone is going to qualify for a service dog. Um, you must have a permanent disability that is documented by your caregiver. Your not caregiver, but your physician. And um, you know, we we don't do things that are short term illnesses or anything like that. These dogs are for life, and in. Fact, fact, um, a lot of people uh, need a successor dog because unfortunately dogs don't live as long mm. as people do so it's reasonable to expect someone with a per- uh, per- permanent disability may actually need five dogs in their lifetime
1: wow and have you had anyone that's gone through your program now that you've been uh 10 years that has had to go to a second dog
0: Yes, uh, we have. In fact, this past week, we actually did an all uh, successor pairing for veterans that had lost their dogs because we've been doing this for 10 years now. Uh, You have to remember those dogs are close to two years old when we pair them, sometimes a little younger or a few months older, depending on how many tasks they needed to learn, how long they were in training. And so um, being that we've been doing this for 10 years, some of my original... Uh, pairings, yes, they are coming back around for their second dogs now. This is a very, very traumatic and difficult time for these folks. Um, all of us that are pet lovers, we know how traumatic it is to us to lose a pet. But just imagine, this is your soulmate. This is an extension of your own body. This is your arms, your legs, your ability to uh, function on a, on a daily basis. There's so many things that People without disabilities take for granted every day. And I'm telling you, every day that you can get out of bed, put your feet on the floor, and execute your plan for the day is amazing and a gift. And you should never... Uh, look, that gift, um, you know, you, you need to appreciate that because the people that we work with cannot do those things. Um, many people have lived in isolation. We've had people living in isolation up to 25 years. We've had people on up to as many as 43 different medications, and these things are still not helping them. That's why the suicide rates are so high in our veterans. And you know what, it's not just veterans either. Uh, We know that the VA keeps really stellar records. They're an organization that's able to do that, but they're not able to keep those same records on veterans that don't utilize the VA. Mm -hmm. No one is keeping those same statistics on our first responders or on civilians. And so I think it's very fair to think that those parallels are the same in all of those communities.
1: That's a great point. Carol, more than ever, I'm sure you could use some help from our listeners and the, the people that make up our community. How can they help?
0: Oh Well, that would be absolutely wonderful. Obviously, 2020 is an extremely challenging year. Um, grants that we normally would get have now been rerouted to help their personal communities with food banks and things like that. Um, You know, so many people are out of work that would have been our normal individual donors. Our fundraisers, we would have had about 12 huge fundraisers this year that are a big part of our income. And all of those were canceled, every single one. Um, you know, Fortunately, one of our other great sponsors there in Pittsburgh did a virtual uh, fundraiser, which was very successful, but that was just one out of 12. And so um, now would be the time for people to do whatever they can do. It costs us about $25,000 per dog to produce these dogs from start to finish. And then, we, like I said, we have several follow-up programs for the life of that team, from training, veterinary care, medical coverage, um, you know, legal assistance, uh, successor dogs. I mean, whatever the situation is, we are here for them for life. So now, operationally, whatever people can afford to give, during these tough times. And we don't know how long this is going to continue. None of us have a crystal ball. I don't think the upcoming election is going to make a difference one way or the other. Um, so I, I really feel that uh, we have another year of looking at some desperately low times. Um, donations overall across the country for nonprofits is down about 60%. Mm. Most people cannot operate on that. They may have already closed their doors permit Definitely. we're sustainable, but we can't go without forever. So if you can do nothing more than donate the cost of a bag of dog food, we go through about 3000 pounds of dog food a month. So that's a major expense for us. Um, vet bills you know we we take excellent care of our dogs, so veterinary bills cost us thirty forty thousand dollars a year uh, for our dogs. those are spay neuters, shots, just the common things preventatives so any way people can help, even if you give up a a Starbucks and uh, send us five bucks from your cup of coffee that day that 's awesome that that goes a long way every amount is greatly appreciated whether it's five dollars or five thousand dollars we appreciate it all
1: and we'll put the link right up to your website but there's a huge donate now tab right at the top of the page for people to donate and i'm sure more information and if people want to reach out and possibly make a larger uh, donation or sponsorship to you uh, they can reach out to you and your team
0: absolutely yes we welcome that we we have people that work very closely with our individual donors
1: Well, to uh, move on here, we'd like to talk about Veterans Day because it is upon us. And Armstrong launched their Healing Heroes program on Veterans Day 2016. During this time, you've helped to partner seven veterans in our local communities with service dogs and still have more to partner. What has this partnership of Armstrong and Guardian Angels meant to you?
0: Oh my gosh. Armstrong is a phenomenal partner. Um, You know, what their reach, their networking ability has been incredible. When they first started the program, I think they were looking at, oh, let's see if we can uh, raise enough money to pair one or two dogs. And the response for Armstrong has been phenomenal, both from their viewership and their staff members. And of course we, we are reaping the benefits of that wonderful partnership. And I hope it goes on for years and years to come because we're helping so many people and like my mother said to me how many people do you personally know that have saved someone's life guess what armstrong has done they have been responsible for saving several lives so far and several more to come because we have several more dogs that uh, we are working on their training at this point there are different levels of training and then they'll be paired with their veterans up in the pennsylvania area as well
1: And we can't thank you enough. If it wasn't for our employees and everyone in the community that's helped donate, you know, buy a stuffed dog a t-shirt a hat anything that we've done to help raise awareness for guardian angels you know this all wouldn't be possible we're over three hundred thousand dollars you know for guardian angels and this partnership is definitely a collaboration and takes two to tango that as they say but uh, you know both of us working together has just been a great partnership on our end as well,
0: well we appreciate you all so much very very much and
1: well, we were thankful to have a, a recent pairing, Jim and Judd, and we've been waiting for Judd to get paired with a veteran for a while now. Uh, we recently shared that with the public a few weeks ago. How rewarding is it to you when you're able to successfully pair a veteran and a service dog and then hear the success, story, success stories shortly after of how much that dog has helped that person's life?
0: Listen, like any business, you know, we have our challenges, our struggles, our ups and downs, our hard days. Um, I basically work seven days a week. It's a 24-7 job. If somebody has a question or needs you, if there's an emergency during the night, you're there, You're, you're ready. And- It's those stories that I get back from the people that we have paired the dogs with, how we have changed their life, saved their life, given their family back, their family member that had been so isolated previously, the whole community. Those are the stories that make everything worthwhile. I I tease everyone. I tell them I'm going to do this for the next 500 years. And they all believe they're going to retire before me for sure.
1: (laughs) That's incredible. If someone is listening, Carol, and knows a veteran that could benefit from the assistance of a medical service dog, how can they find out information on how to apply?
0: Oh, absolutely. Either go to our website or call us directly. Um, There is an inquiry department that you can send some basic information to through the website and they will um, give you some initial information. If you call the headquarters directly, Um, They too can send you out the application and then we even help you with that. We'll walk you through the application process, make sure that you're qualified, make sure you understand the responsibility that also comes with having a service dog and that we are able to train the dog for all the tasks that you may need. People don't realize all the things a service dog can do They can alert in advance to seizures, to diabetic changes. They'll hit on a certain number if your blood sugar is too high or low. Uh, A lot of work for PTSD, uh, waking from nightmares, stopping anxiety attacks and flashbacks, mobility. Um, They can pick up dropped items, open and close doors, turn on and off lights, and the the list just goes on and on and on. So, um, you know, it is very important that these are permanent disabilities Uh, And they do capability of going through our program, both physically, cognitively, and financially being able to care for your dog. You don't pay for the dog. We donate the dogs and we pay for your trip to be paired, your travel expenses. But after that, you do have to be able to properly feed and care for your dog.
1: Well, we do have some exciting news and we'd like to share with the listeners. Guardian Angels has been selected as a finalist for the VETI Suicide Prevention Award. How did you receive this nomination and what would it mean to Guardian Angels to win this prestigious award?
0: Oh, this is so exciting to us. We actually won the Mental Health Award three years ago. Um, this is a national award for the work that we do for our veterans. And they, um, this year, we were nominated and made it as finalists. Um, for the suicide award, and so they had to postpone it, of course, like everything else with COVID, but uh, if things go well, we will be flown up to Washington, D.C. in May, and it will be announced at night uh, who the winner is, and, you know, win or not, uh, we have been suicide-free for 10 years, which uh, is an amazing thing when you look at the statistics and we know our people continue to thrive and do so much better with their, with their service dog. It's just an amazing thing. I, I love it um, to be nominated. You know, it's not so much the recognition for me or for my organization. It's the recognition of the work that service dogs do. And there needs to be a whole lot more clarity out there among the world of fake service dogs and emotional support dogs. They all have their place, but service dogs are totally different and should be highly regarded.
1: And there are videos on your website uh, that showcase what the service dog is capable of doing and with uh, their partner as well. Uh, and we don't want to uh, miss this as well. There is a public vote for the vettes, and people can go onto your website, which we will share the link to, and we'll ha- post a direct link to this uh, so that people can go on there and vote as we'd love to see you uh, be the recipient of this Vettys uh, Suicide Prevention Award.
0: Thank you. We'd love that. And it takes everybody's vote, just one vote, because uh, it is a popular vote at this point. And so we appreciate everyone's support on that so we can continue the great work that we do.
1: Well, Carol, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners today?
0: Uh, I just want to thank them again for their support, their support of Armstrong uh, and Armstrong's support. I mean, uh, together, this is how we unleash the power to heal and to help people. And if you have ever been touched by a disability in your family or your friends, you hear me loud and strong exactly what this means to you, that we can make such impact in your family's life and that individual's life. So it takes all of us to make that happen. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you so much, Carol, for giving us time today to talk about Guardian Angel Medical Service Dogs. We want to thank you and your team for changing and saving lives. Thank you. For Armstrong in the Loop podcast, I'm Seth Prentice, keeping you in the loop. Are you enjoying Armstrong in the Loop podcast? Great news. All past and current episodes are available on popular streaming apps and websites. Search Armstrong In The Loop Podcast and subscribe today.
0: When it comes to internet service, you get it all with Zoom from Armstrong. There's unlimited
1: data for unlimited downloads, low latency for seamless streaming and gaming, plus an unmatched fiber network for speeds that can't be beat. Find out for yourself.